from Vine Pairs New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jamal. It's the Friday Vine Pair Podcast. It is. Hello. What's going on? Hi, guys. I feel like it's a harder, we got to get into more of a rhythm with Friday, because I feel like, you know, I know we're going to go right into like the banter of what we drank, but we're not doing that for Friday, so right, like, right. I don't know. What are you looking forward to this weekend? Ooh. Good question. <laughs> Joy, this thing doesn't I even know. You really caught me off guard. <laughs> Never had this question before. What, do you, what were you looking for over the weekend? Yeah, Sleeping. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just been, <clears throat> it's been so hot here. Um, we get a lot of comments. We talk about the weather too much. Thanks, Joanna. <laughs> really? <laughs> we used to. We do. We do. I don't know. Just like exploring, maybe check out some uh, new bars and restaurants. I don't know. Anyone on your radar? Well, ooh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well then, Zach, how you? about you? How about you? What's what? What's yeah, your you big weekend plans? How about me? How about me? So, well, I'm looking forward to. It's not technically the weekend, but the Vine Pair Summer Party. I, yeah, I was going to say that as well. Vine Pair Summer Party. Vine Pair Summer Party. Because <laughs> we're doing it at the Long Island Bar. It's going to be awesome. Very nice. Exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I would say that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. <laughs> It's going to be hot, so I don't fucking know now I'm talking about the weather. Okay. All right. Well, it, is not, it, it is not hot here. It is actually currently like 70 degrees and rainy, which is nice. And so what are you looking forward to then? I am looking forward to it. It should be nicer over the weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to go blackberry picking with uh, with my son, which That's is always so an adventure. Yeah, he has uh, kind of figured out how to do it without getting horribly scratched, but it's always a little bit of an adventure. Oh. But, uh, you know, it's like there's there's nothing like, Picking, I mean, like in particular blackberries because there is the like cost you pay. Uh, you know, picking other berries is fun, mm. but like blackberries, it's they're they're my maybe my favorite berry, but you know the the thorns are real. I've the never I've never gone blackberry picking. Neither have oh, I. You live in the wrong part of the country for blackberries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've gone go strawberry picking. picking I've gone apple Azores. picking. No, no blackberry picking in the Azores for me. They do have a really big pineapple industry, though. Really? And the pineapple there is amazing. Oh. I like a pineapple every once in a Very while. Very good. Mm-hmm. God. You know, Tropical fruit, where it's actually grown, is it's like a mind-blowing experience compared to yeah. the shit that gets unrivaled. Like, cold unrivaled. Shit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. So, do you want to set us up for today's conversation? Yeah, sure. So, I've had this conversation recently with the lovely Tim McCurdy, um, our managing editor and the host of the Cocktail College podcast. On the Vine Bear Podcast Network. On the Vine Bear Podcast. You guys have heard of it. Um, that vodka is the most exciting category right now. I call bullshit, but I'd like to hear his case. Okay. Because, but he, but he made a very particular distinction and it's not just like mass market vodka like all the vodkas we know it's like craft it's craft vodka Mm -hmm. because more so than ever before vodka makers and distillers are really focusing on like flavor in a way that that we've never really obviously we've never seen it before right because that wasn't i'm trying to roll my eyes back in my head (laughs) far back as i can but uh it's somehow coming through just in the audio i can assure you (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> so I thought this could be an interesting conversation for us to have because there was some recent IWSR data that we talked about uh, that vodka would be surpassed by whiskey by the end of this year. Yeah. As we know, obviously, vodka is like a very popular spirit. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, people love their Tito's. Um, but I was just wondering, you know, can innovation in the craft vodka space be the thing that, you know, helps vodka keep its streak. 
No. <laughs> Next podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Monday. Uh, I, I, Joanna, I, I have to. I want to interrogate this this whole prompt really quickly. Yeah. Because what I'm curious about is, in Tim's eyes or in your eyes, are we talking more about? Some of the things that we've seen, like, you know, the botanical series from Kettle One, which, you know, are those really technically vodkas? Kind of debatable. Um, or are we? what are we talking about, right? Like, because I think that we're not talking, I don't think we're talking about flavored vodka, or maybe no. we are, in this, like, way we would think about it. Like, you know, the various types of absolute or whatever. So, so what are we, are we just talking about vodka that has more flavor than we are typically used to? No, sorry. I I mean it. The distinction is vodka with distinctive character versus the vodkas that I think a lot of people are used to that are more or that are meant to be neutral spirits. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that's that's what I'm talking about. Right. Like vodkas with a sense of place. No. But come on, like we've seen, we've seen the the rise of the martini. Now people are going to be putting martinis on their cocktail menus. Yeah, when and, they, and they're, they're going to take the vodka and they're going to douse it in olive brine. And but exactly, it's going to be a craft vodka, right? It's no, not, it's not. I think it is. No, I mean, I just think vodka is what it is, and that's fine. I think that vodka is a spirit that most people expect to be tasteless. Very smooth, Mm -hmm. easy to shoot, easy to chill, you know, good straight up in a martini glass with either twist or olive or brine or whatever. I don't think the mass consumer is looking for nuanced vodka. I don't think that's what built the category and has given the category staying power. And I think that the position that that is what would do it is the same person that says that sherry is going to ever happen. (laughs) Tim? Yes. Like I just, I just, it's not, that's, it's not going to happen that way. And I think also, yes, there will be bartenders that will get excited about vodka and there are there. It's nice that there will be vodkas with nuance for the craft cocktail bars, but the majority of the bars that do a lot of their serves in vodka, they're not looking for this kind of vodka. They are looking for Tito's and Smirnoff. And these are not, it's not a bad thing. No, 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 no. But like, even when I see the reactions, sometimes the emails we get in from readers who like will read the ask Adam column. Right. (laughs) And they'll, they'll have a comment on sort of the way I approach, you know, advice around the bar. They will always love to remind me that like, not everywhere is New York. Mm -hmm. And when they're asking about like a drink being made strong, it's because they're asking for like another shot of whiskey in their Coke. Right. Like that. It's not that they're looking for a stronger old fashioned or a stronger Manhattan. They're looking for a stronger whiskey ginger or whatever. And that those kinds of bars, even at like the local steakhouse, et cetera, they drink mass mass produced vodka. Yep. And those places are interested in that. And that drinker's interested in that. That person is not going to pick up the stall vodka unfiltered, which we're about to drink and be like, oh, this is the future. Okay, so fine. So it's not them. Then what about like spirits enthusiasts who have previously, you know, scoffed at vodka because it was whatever. No. And now there are all these thoughtful vodkas out there. (laughs) No. I'm going to, I want to give a half 
I want to I want to find a middle point between the two of you because I do think there is a kernel, a kernel of something here, and I think it's actually really interesting to think about what is putting vodka under pressure as a category. And I actually don't think it's whiskey, despite the fact that whiskey is going to overtake it, perhaps as the most yeah. popular spirit. It's really tequila because tequila has come for whiskey, or sorry, come for vodka at a place where vodka is most vulnerable, which is one of vodka's big selling points besides its sort of tastelessness um, or relatively neutral palate is that it's perceived as healthier than other spirits. Yeah, yeah no hangover. Clean. No yeah. hangover. That's what yeah. you always used to hear. Exactly. And tequila has grabbed that identity with both hands and is really pushing it forward and succeeding in doing so in a lot of ways. And so to me, what I find interesting is if the vodka audience that matters is only interested in it as a neutral spirit, then th- that audience will not really care. That audience is probably not shifting over sure. to tequila because that mm. audience probably had bad experiences with tequila when they were young and don't want tequila, which in general does have some flavor, even in its most kind of uh, blase forms. But with these kinds of craft uh, vodkas might be concerned about is losing some share to the person who says, oh, you know, actually, I kind of do like tequila and and it is a little more interesting and I want a clear spirit and I want something that I'm going to feel like is healthier and that I'm not going to have a hangover from and positioning themselves as being able to produce vodkas that do have some nuance and do have some character for the person who drinks, you know, spirit and soda, right? You know, that's the kind of person that you might be going after, not not a you know college student or someone in their early 20s who just wants well vodka and soda or well tequila and soda, but someone who is, you know, an older person, you know, who has a little more money yeah. and wants to drink a quality spirit, but they still want to cut it with soda or they want to have it on the rocks or they want something like that. And they may have been a vodka drinker. Now they're maybe flirting with tequila. And this is a way to kind of maybe bring them back into the vodka camp. Now, is it going to be a big part of the market? Debatable. I mean, I, I think we need a lot more proof than we've gotten. But I do think that there is something to that idea. The question that I have is like, how far can vodka really go before it's not really vodka anymore? Right? Like, right. well, yeah, you know, but like, it's gin. Yeah, it well, it's gin. not even necessarily gin. Like, I like you know. So, so to come to what we're tasting here, like the Vestal unfiltered, is like, does it even technically count as vodka? Like, it's only distilled once in like I think a pot still. I don't know. It's like potato based. I don't know. V. Like it's unclear what it is exactly in a technical sense, because like it doesn't really to me meet most of the criteria for for vodka. I haven't tasted it yet, but it's, you know, other than it being clear, it it's not, you know, multiple times distilled. It's not filtered. It's not like it. I don't know what proof it's distilled no. to initially, but like it could be very tasty and maybe no one really cares because it's like a functionally vodka and that it's like clear and made from potatoes and it's made in eastern europe so like great it's vodka but like i I do think that there's this interesting space of like what happens if your distillate isn't scrubbed of everything that gives it flavor for the purposes of making vodka but you're also not adding things in a la gin or you know other infused spirits yeah i also think like if you if you look at the tequila example like what's driving the growth in the tequila category are big brands and the fastest growing brand of those brands is casamigos a brand that is sweet, but like I wouldn't say that it has like nuanced flavors, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not like a lot of the craft tequilas people are actually obsessed with, like Fortaleza, El Tesoro, those kinds of you know Patron, more of those. This is like it's just a very sweet, rich tequila, yeah. And you know people like Tito's because they claimed that it tasted like Belvedere and Grey Goose and 
um, Kettle One for half the price, right? That was its whole, like, you know, the reason that, that Tito's blew up is because you were smart if you drank. If you were a vodka drinker and you drank Tito's, you were smart mm. because you were, all they argued, right, was like, this is the same for half the price. Yeah. And I, I so that's why everyone's looking for some, like, the people who drink the vodka category are looking for a very specific type of vodka. It's that, like, flavorless smooth yeah neutral neutral yeah. drink so they're not going to ever look for this i just and then the the spirits consumer like spirit people who are passionate passionate about spirits i just i think they'll maybe buy one or two yeah. to have on their bar like oh this is the vodka i pull out for like my geeky friends to say that i have a vodka in the same way that like those people also have like a rum agricole on their bar yeah right but rum agricole is not anything it's delicious, but yes, I agree. It's, it's not it blowing is. up, right? Like, At least it's not like, yet. You never know. Hard to say. This is this is a sherry. It's just like <laughs> the only other thing I'm going to say about this is that the one other possibility here is that when you again compare it to tequila, which I think is that has to be the comparison for this kind of thing, it is a lot easier and quicker to produce vodka than yeah. it is yeah. to produce tequila, even vodka of character and and nuance, and that may be. Over time, if it becomes harder and harder to get some of these more thoughtful, nuanced expressions of tequila, because just agave takes a long time to grow and is, you know, not a thing that you can just kind of produce more of. Like, things a lot easier to get more potatoes or more wheat or more, you know, whatever, grapes. Not, not like, super easy, but easier. So that may be a, there may be an ability to scale that some of these kind of craft tequilas just don't have. Yeah. All right, should we taste this vodka? I think yes. we should. Okay. It says it's meant to be... Enjoyed as you would your whiskey. Yeah. Sipping neat over ice. Well, I didn't give us any ice here. Wait, neat over ice? That is uh, some interesting instructions because those are not the same thing. <laughs> it, it, it does say neat over Guys, it's, a, it's made in Poland. It's probably a <laughs> it's translation. Really Everyone just Fair enough. give okay, them a little, give, give them a break. I have mine, ch- like, not, like I said, like a refrigerator temp in my glass. Nothing else. What do you guys have? Room temp. Okay. Thanks, Joanna. Sorry. All right, let's try this. <laughs> I mean, I think it tastes good. I'm not like a huge vodka drinker. It definitely has more kind of potato-y, in a good way, character. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, much more vegetal. It's yeah. Very, yeah, it's very vegetal. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Again, I don't think this is what people are looking for when they're looking for vodka. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to put this in, I think this is this is the kind of thing where like, yeah, if you wanted to say, hey, this is our house vodka martini and we're putting yeah. this in a glass with like a little vermouth or a little bit of olive brine or something i'm sure it would taste good and yeah. maybe for in the right kind of bar people are looking for a vodka that even if they're a vodka drinker they probably are okay with something that's going to have a little bit of nuance if they're going for that kind of drink totally but i agree that i don't think this is necessarily going to be something where like any of these kinds of more flavor forward vodkas are going to suddenly supplant you know tito's or whatever because i agree yeah. i think the fundamental use case for vodka is smooth essentially flavorless alcohol and like there's a time and place for that for sure and lots of people love it and there there are lots of drinks that rely on it and that's great but it's not necessarily something where where you know if you're someone who wants a lot of flavor in your spirit you're just likely to go somewhere else where there's more flavor than a vodka that has more flavor than most vodka but still is relatively subtle when compared Mm -hmm. to other kinds of spirits Yep. Yeah. But I do think we're going to continue to see the category grow. I think vodka will continue to grow as a category. I think yeah. thanks to the martini, especially. I mean, like, That's look at I think. Yep. look at the amount of people who are 
like the amount of brands that are now circling around the martini very quickly, you know, that's like a position that Grey Goose has held for a long time, but you're seeing a lot of other of the big brands go after the martini and fair, right? Like well, it's a cocktail that's capturing a very, uh, the younger generation. And, and, and look, there is a time and a place for a vodka martini, mm-hmm. like really cold dude at an airport lounge. Really? Like usually I find, especially if, like you're at the airport, airport lounge or airport, the well vodka is, I, I think is going to always be better than the well gin. Hmm. I think that's a safe bet. Yes. Yeah. So if I want like a martini before the flight, it's going to be a vodka martini. Well, also, do you trust the airport bar vermouth? I sure don't. Yeah, no. I want <laughs> basically I want a cold vo- cold vodka lemon twist. That's when you get your dirty martini, Adam. Your dirty exactly. Martini. Actually, that's that is actually when I do get my dirty martini. Don't <laughs> fucking tell anybody. <laughs> but that is when I do it. So again, that's that that is you can make vodka at a much higher quality. I think easier in a lot of ways because as we've said it's very quick to make distillation etc so again i just don't know there's gonna be a huge amount of people out there in the world being like let's collect all of the super weird vodkas with nuance if you like vodka you're gonna have a handle of gray goose in your freezer (laughs) you know or like tito's or whatever it is we used to buy gray goose in college and call it mother goose I want to hear from our from our listeners, especially those yes, who like please. run bar programs and stuff like this. Do you find these craft sort of nuanced vodkas at all appealing? Do you do do your customers will look for them? Do you stock them? Like we are a little bit here, not in the dark, but we could use your insight as listeners. Yes. So podcast at vinepair.com. Let us know. All right, guys. See you Monday. Have a great weekend. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington in Zach Chabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair podcast network. 